0: Uh, this episode of the High Impact Man podcast, we interview a guy named Doozy, F3 Doozy, Eric Little. So he's from uh, Richmond, Virginia, and uh, he is the uh, handyman evangelist. He's going to tell us how he came to faith in Christ, how he met his wife, and his just his story. You know, growing up, uh, moving from Michigan to the Charlotte area and then to the Richmond area and how that came about. And just his adventures, uh, living life to the fullest. Uh, he's a, He's a high impact man, so sit back and listen.
1: Welcome to the High Impact Man podcast, high impact men from across the nation, sharing their stories of inspiration, encouragement, and hope.
2: Gosh,
3: seek transformational relationships. What
0: you're hearing from the culture is not right. Pick up
3: the six, you know what I mean? But you never know who your six sometimes is. Stop being less.
1: To help others become the virtuous leaders they're called to be and that our nation desperately needs.
0: Welcome to another episode of the High Impact Man Podcast. This is Nevin Gorky. I'm known as D-Fib in the gloom to my F3 brothers. Joined as always by Troy Klinger, otherwise known as Dialup, in the gloom. Dial Up, you ready for another one?
1: I'm ready, yeah. Knocking off two tonight. Yeah, we're recording two different episodes tonight. Getting stockpiled here a little bit for your absence.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. So hopefully I won't be down too long. Hopefully. Yeah, upcoming back surgery. Not looking forward to it. So anyway... We're uh happy to have as our guest today a guy named Eric Titler. He he is known as uh doozy in the gloom with his F three brothers, and he actually came uh recommended by somebody. We we get most of our guests that way, I think, right? Yeah, that's maybe a do- not most, but lately most. That's
1: a that's a doozy of a name. That's a do- <laughs> it is a doozy. Sorry, couldn't resist. Very bad.
0: Now we often try to guess how guys got their name, like how they but the I don't know, doozy's a tough one. Yeah,
1: this yeah, I have no I have no clue uh where to even guess on I guess we'll your find where it originated. Yeah. Should we just go there?
0: I guess we should. Do it. So, um, but just, I always like to give the little chronology of, oh, sorry. of, of well, yeah, I don't know. I don't or know if this is worth time. it. Or not. Yeah. This is February. I know. S-
1: blah, blah, blah. Eagles blah, blah, have won the blah, Super Bowl. Eagles. Blah, blah, blah. Have had their victory parade by now. Blah, yes. blah, yes. blah.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know, I think if the Eagles win, you should sing the fight song.
1: Okay. I'll have to learn it. All right. I All said right. I can't sing any worse than Hertz did that night after they won the that was uh, pretty, that NFC was, Championship. Watching
0: Terry Bracha interview him was like a tr- watching a train. It, it was like
1: one of the bad auditions that they used to put on uh, American Idol. True. Before people that was thought pretty, it was kind of mean and beating on people, and they stopped doing good it. Good thing
0: Hertz is a good quarterback. Yeah. Couldn't rely on his <laughs> singing. <laughs> All right, Doozy, welcome to the podcast, man. Thank you very much. Coming to us live from Richmond, Virginia. Where I'm sure the weather is better than here.
3: Um, maybe, maybe yeah. It's uh, it's always it's always uh, seventy and
0: sunny in the gloom here. And there you go. Yeah. <laughs> what what is the temperature there?
3: Uh, I think tonight it was uh, right around maybe around sixty degrees.
0: Ugh. Boy, you're suffering out down there in Richmond, 60 uh, degree yeah. weather.
1: We thought it was blazing yeah. hot this morning at 34. Yeah,
0: 34. We were happy for 34. <laughs> we today. Running. Yeah. <laughs> That's just the way it is in the land of the ice and snow. Yeah. All right. So, Doozy, tell us uh, how'd you get involved with uh, F3? How long ago? And how did you get the name Doozy?
3: So, um, 2019, uh, I was actually in Charlotte. I'm from Charlotte. Um, well, just south of Charlotte and Port Mill, in the mill. Um, and I was sitting at a coffee shop in downtown Fort mill with a buddy of mine. And I saw some guys running up and down the hill in front and then doing a bunch of Merkins and stupid stuff. Only then I didn't know they were <laughs> yeah. called Merkins. Right. I thought they were called push-ups.
0: Um, <laughs> It's what everybody else calls them, but not us. Yeah.
3: And I, and I asked my buddy, I said, uh, what is, what are they doing? And he was, and he was, told me about F3. He knew about him. He doesn't, he's not, he's one of those people that does not like to get up at the time that we get up in the morning to, uh, to go to a workout. Um, but he knew who they were and he, he told me a little bit about him. Um, so I, I went home and, and looked him up and I was living in North or in Virginia, but my parents live in North Carolina. So I was down there just visiting over Thanksgiving and, uh, and so I went and looked up F3 and what they were all about. And, and then, uh, and I realized that when I went to their wet, when I went to the F3 RVA website that mm-hmm. they worked out it right across the street from my house at the park across the street from my house. And I've always been a runner. So I would run by them and see them over there, but I didn't know what they were.
2: Uh-huh.
3: Uh, Uh.
0: None of, so, none of those guys tracked you down and, and told you, you know, hey, come join us?
3: I, You know, I don't, I don't know that they ever saw me run past kind of where they were, you know, whatever. Um, so I went over there one morning and I just said, hey,
0: are you guys F3? Mm-hmm. <laughs> they said, yes, we cool. are. So you EH'd yourself? I eh myself. Nice. Yeah. yeah. And what, uh, How long ago was that?
3: That was 2019. Okay. So October... October, 2019. Um, and I know the date because the first workout that I went to was done by, um, was done by a guy named gumbo. Mm -hmm. And he leads an old glory, um, here in Richmond where we take the flag and we run around our AO twice, which is a mile. Mm -hmm. And then at, Every corner, you have a, an exercise. And forgive me, I can't remember what each one of the exercises are. I know there's merkins and um, squats and burpees mm-hmm. involved. I can't remember what the other, the other exercise is. But you just do as many laps as you can
2: mm-hmm.
3: in 30 minutes. And then you run another mile and then back to the, the, back to the flag. I mean, you carry the flag back. Mm-hmm. But basically, we do an a, a indigenous people run around, handing off the flag. <laughs> as
1: in the indigenous people run. <laughs> yes. It took me a second. I'm like, I, I was like, what? I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, so there might,
0: <laughs> there might even be F3 guys out there that don't know what that is. Um, I'm not as politically correct as Doozy. They, they're usually called Indian runs. Right. Um, but what happens, you run single file, right? Right. And the guy in back has to sprint to the front. Right. And when, when he gets to the front, the next guy in back sprints to the front until you finish however far you're running. Right. Right. Yeah.
3: So basically I did that. And at the time I think I completed two and a half laps. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, and I was in fairly good shape. I, I'm, I was always a runner. I was a runner since I was, I ran cross country and track in high school. Um, uh, but, uh, I was never a workout guy Mm -hmm. you know so that that slowed me down a lot (laughs) Mm -hmm. um but that's how i got that's that's how i got the nickname we were in our circle of trust at the end and um and and doing our names and and everything and and uh, everybody and i and they asked me like kind of like about myself and i told them that i I ran triathlons and marathon and half marathons and wanted to run a marathon and wanted to do, um, uh, you know, a tough mudder and all that kind of stuff. And they were like, Oh, that's a doozy. That's a doozy. You know, they just kind of, mm. that name kept coming up. So that kind of stuck because the first workout I ever did was a doozy. Uh
2: huh.
0: Nice. That's yeah, I like it. Yeah, they're about as good at naming people as we are. Yeah, sounds like <laughs> it. <laughs> Actually, that's probably pretty good compared to us. We're pretty bad at naming people. Yeah. Well, not all the time, but I'm, I'm a little hard. Right. I'm a little hard on us. I suck at it completely. But dial-up's a little bit better than me. But but uh, yeah, we're just not real good. Yeah. You always get a nice. nice name from us. We never give anybody a name that's you know, not really nice. One guy got a name that wasn't really nice, and he asked to change it, and then we all just agreed to it somehow.
1: We changed it back. Yeah, he lost a Uno- bit. Unofficially. Yeah,
0: he lost a bit. Yeah, He
1: doesn't want to admit it. He says he never agreed, but...
0: Yeah, we named him G-String because he played guitar. <laughs> right. But then he, he got went home. It was his wife, or somebody said, hey... we well, I can't use that in church yeah, or I school, because yeah, so. like
1: Porky's and I all see each other. Right. They call me G-String in front of the kids. And right. Be, He's a teacher. He whined. Yeah, he whined. So, we
0: so it got named, it got changed to Beach Ball, but he lost a bet recently because he's a, a misguided, it's like, you know, just one star football team. Yeah. <laughs> wrote rooting for the Cowboys. And anyway, Uh-oh. he lost a bet when they lost to the Niners, even though he didn't agree to the bet. But yeah. his, his name is back to G String. It's G String, yeah.
1: <laughs> I tried to change it on Slack, but even my admin rights, I couldn't figure out how to do it. But. You want me to figure it out for you? I'll just hack as a or something. <laughs> it's,
3: always, it's always nice when they when it names itself. When it when it just it is the first thing that's tossed out, yeah, just, that's it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, right. I yeah. agree uh, with you. Yeah. That's always the best one. Yep.
2: Yeah,
3: we had, we had a guy that was at a workout and the sprinkler system came on and hit him. Uh, and so he was he was sprinkler. Perfect. I don't that think we've sense. ever seen him again.
0: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, there's that. <laughs> yeah all right so you've been part of F3 for about four years then right well three a right little right over right. three right right a little over three so you you reached respect category during that time what's that you, reach, you reached the respect category during that time sure
2: yes, you yeah. 51 I'm, I'm now? now
0: all right well let's go back in time to when you were growing up so tell us about where you grew up and what that was like what was your family like and you know growing up wherever you grew up how, what was that like
3: yeah, I I grew up in a, a little town called Brooklyn, Michigan. Most people would know it for uh if they're NASCAR fans. Yep. Um right there by the Michigan International Speedway. Yep. Um but uh, in a in a little in a little town, um you know, once one one, one light. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
3: Um and I was a cross country and track runner. Um and I thought I was the fastest kid on the planet mm-hmm. because <laughs> I won a lot of races, you know? And I was, I was fairly good at it. But then, uh, when I was a junior in high school, we moved to North Carolina and, um, I found out when you have a bigger pool of people, Mm -hmm. you're not as fast as you think you are.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And some mountains are up and down, right?
3: Yeah. Well, I mean, not in Charlotte, (laughs) (laughs)
1: that's true. Yeah.
3: That's a little flatter, but, uh, Yeah, it's, it was, um, it was interesting to, uh, that was kind of where my, my life took a little bit of a turn, I think. Um, and, uh, got into it with some, some kids that weren't quite as as good as the kids I hung out with before, Mm -hmm. you know, start smoking and drinking and doing all that stuff that kids do sometimes when they get into the higher, higher ages, you know? Um, but, uh, you know, and I still continue to run cross country and track. I just fell way off the way off the track, mm-hmm. you know, um, fast forward a few years, went into the military, into the Navy and, um, you know, still smoking and drinking, mm-hmm. you know, um, but it, it got, it got, it, I would never say I was an alcoholic, but I was, I was pretty, pretty close to you know yeah. um and then uh get out and just continue to try to live that same lifestyle um decided one day I just didn't want to smoke anymore i was up to two packs a day working construction wow and uh i decided i didn't want to smoke anymore um and so my brother was uh was uh a cook uh that the cook manager at a restaurant and his wife was the bar manager. So I decided if I could go up to the restaurant and I could get drunk and hammered and keep the one cigarette I had left in my pack that I would never smoke again. And that's what happened. I came back. I woke up the next day and that cigarette was still in my in my pocket. Mm-hmm. And so I kept that cigarette um, till about two years ago. And that was 20. So I've been married for 21 years. I quit a year before I met my wife. So that was probably twenty six years ago. Wow. That I quit smoking. And when I threw that cigarette out, it had mold all over the outside of it. (laughs) It was in the attic, basically. In a in a in a container. Um but the deal was if I was gonna smoke again, I had to smoke that one first.
0: Yeah. That's cool. Wow, that's yeah. That's that shows some some sure uh, some serious uh, self discipline.
1: Yeah. Hey, the step back, I'm just curious. So you grew up in Brooklyn, Michigan, where there's a NASCAR track. You moved to Charlotte, NASCAR track there.
3: I was stationed Rich, in uh, Richmond, uh, an hour north of Seattle, where uh, there's a
2: racetrack.
1: Yeah, I, I was. I'm like, okay, there's three tracks that he's lived by. Now, now you mentioned a fourth. Like any any connection to the tracks? Like your dad, the work that he did, or just coincidence? No, All right, I was just curious. Just
3: coincidence.
1: All right. Yep. As a NASCAR I was, uh, fan. I was curious.
3: I was kind of a NASCAR fan growing up. I mean, just because we always got tickets to go, yeah. you know, but I never really, never really got into it.
0: Yeah. You know? Well, it's really boring. Oh. They drive around in circles. <laughs> Hushing. You just, you don't get it. You don't get it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I did go to one NASCAR race. I think I told you about I got to take you to the right track sometime. Yeah. Take me. Richmond also. will be good. I'd like to go to Richmond I will Richmond go with an open
1: at. mind. All right.
0: I will go with an open well, mind up. and, yeah, if I, if I'm healthy enough after this thing, all right, we'll we'll, we'll uh, post downrange.
1: We'll go. We'll go with Jeff Brandt. Jeff Brandt's a good guy to go with. Okay. The race. so all right. All
0: right. I grew up.
3: I'm 51, so I grew up when you could actually go down to the cage in the front and watch the cars come. and yeah. you would stand like this, and yeah. you'd see them coming, but you couldn't see them going. You right. know, like you couldn't you couldn't get your head around fast enough yeah. to see. Them. Go by.
1: You look up the other end of the of the straightaway, and they look like they're oh, they're just kind of coming around the turn real slow. And in the blink of an eye, dude, they're past you and into the next corner. Well, I sat
0: in this in the stands uh at Pocono. Pocono is a horrible track I, to go. To I sat race. right at the start finish line. <laughs> yeah. And when they did gentlemen start your engines, they took off. From then on, I never saw them. Because yeah. when they went by me, they were going by so fast they were a blur. Yeah. And it's three turns, and I couldn't see the turn to the right or the left. The one out, the other end is so far away. Yeah,
1: yeah. Pocono is a horrible track to go watch her race.
0: Everybody sitting in the stands had these earmuff radios on listening to the race, so they knew what was going on.
1: And listening to the drivers.
0: Yeah, and I had no clue.
1: Yeah. It was hot. If that was your first experience, I could see why you have a bad taste That was terrible. I was so bored. We'll we'll take you to a real track.
0: I went through everything in my igloo cooler in like the first half hour. (laughs) All right, we'll we'll fix you. (laughs) All right. We'll fix you. Okay. Um, Plus, you know, in that race, I don't know if I I probably told this before, but uh, Dale Earnhardt was still alive. Yeah. And uh, Rusty Wallace was winning the race, and he was winning by a lot. Yeah. And with, like, seven, eight laps to go or something like that, there was a wreck. And so they wrecked, and, you know, guys can go into the pit and change their tires if they want or whatever. But when they come out, after the yellow flag... Rusty Wallace had this huge lead. Now he has a like two inch lead. Yeah, Dale Earnhardt's right behind him. That's not fair.
1: That's, and it's never a good thing when Dale Earnhardt's right behind you. Well, what happened was right.
0: they, they <laughs> Dale Earnhardt took the lead during under the yellow because they went in the pit.
1: Yeah, and, and he got out faster. Well,
0: Earnhardt only changed two tires. Wallace changed four. Yeah, and they came out. Now Dale Earnhardt's in the lead. Right. Okay. He didn't do anything to get the lead. He was losing yes, by yes, a lot. No,
1: no, he did. He had a faster pit stop.
0: Well, yeah, to get but, the lead. but but he lost it on the it's first. A, turn. It's a team sport. Yeah, but he lost the lead on the first turn Because he took two tires. Right. Yeah. But he shouldn't have had the chance because Wallace was so far in front. Nah. Yeah, just because they wreck, all of a sudden, you know, you lose your lead. That's no you fair. Get it. It's like if we do a workout and
1: we're running and I have to do Merkins, mm-hmm. right? You catch up. Even though I was way ahead, <laughs> right? Depends guys on how many <laughs> Merkins you <laughs> have, guys have to do. Ca- guys catch up to <laughs> me. if there's a, Yeah, right. If I'm okay, yeah. 25, 30 Merkins goes yeah. much beyond that. Like Porky's and those guys, they just blast, blast past me. Yeah. But, but that's not fair. In your in your Well mind, that's right? part of the race. You know, that it's, it's so
0: no. You have to a be a better comprehensive analogy, race
1: team where you're fast on the track and in the pits.
0: Okay, but the better analogy would be if, if we're running a two mile race around a track. Okay. Okay, and I'm you're in first place by a lap. Yeah. All right. And the guy in fourth place wipes out and lands on the track. And now you have to be right in front of me and you only got a one foot lead. That right. would be the analogy. Yeah. I don't know about that. I like my analogy better. Anyway, back, back to, back, I change back, back one, to one, our two sneakers. You change back, one sneaker. back to our guest. <laughs> Sorry, doozy. I think we just take the governor's
3: off and let it go. That's
0: right. I don't even know what a governor is, but sure. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell them later. Is that like something All to do right. with the exhaust or something? <laughs> <No>. Um <laughs>
2: The, the oh, gas
1: input. City kid. All right. Whatever.
2: <laughs> um,
0: I think I could have been a good NASCAR driver, though. I don't know. Not if, no. Never saw me really drive. Why not? <laughs> Never saw me drive that. We're track. having a second F event Listen, at a go
1: kart track you, sometime. Uh, okay. So you can prove it.
0: Well, yeah, I'm older now, but I, I used you, you to see me driving my 72 grand. Also, out. what?
1: Suddenly now your age is why you're not a good driver. I
0: can't move my legs very well now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We've got to get back to our guests, man. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, Doozy. So, what did you do in the Navy? How long were you in there?
3: I was an aviation electrician, uh, flight deck troubleshooter. Um, so, I launched and recovered airplanes.
0: Were you on any uh, aircraft carriers?
3: I was on the Abraham Lincoln from from 1992
1: to 96. <laughs> he launched and recovered airplanes. Well, that could have been. If you said, were you ever on an aircraft well, carrier? Well, it could have been
0: on a runway, right? <laughs> I, mm-hmm. Well, it could have been on a runway, right?
1: I guess. That's not where my mind would wow. go if he was
0: in the Navy. Okay. Well, <laughs> I just clarified. So where did Abraham Lincoln sail?
3: Uh, so... The, the ship itself was stationed in Alameda, California at the time. Mm-hmm. I was stationed in Whidbey Island, Washington. I worked on uh, A6 intruders. So it's, um, if you've never seen an A6 intruder, it's basically proof that if you put enough power behind something, it's going to fly. Okay. It's a rock that flies. Um, <laughs> I'm looking it up. It, it's, it's a, uh, it's an incredible aircraft. That's, that,
0: not, that's uh, not like the Warthog Warthog. Is there a Warthog?
3: Yeah, that's uh, like a tank
0: a- killer or something.
3: Um, I believe
0: that's not like that then. Okay.
3: No, now The, uh, a six intruder was, uh, it's an attack style air, um, you know, used for bombing runs and stuff mm-hmm. like that.
0: Ah, oh, there it is. The rock that flies. <laughs> yep. There's a F three name for you. The rock that flies. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So you got out of the Navy and, you know, told us a story about your remarkable self-discipline and quitting, uh, smoking. Um, and you got married after you got out of the Navy. Cause it was yeah. after you quit smoking. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, then, yeah. then what'd you do?
3: You know, that's what, you know, when we were texting kind of back and forth about yeah. the story, I was thinking, I sat down and I sat I was like, well, what, what is my story?
2: Mm-hmm.
3: You know? and I was thinking about it that I've got so many and I'm just like everybody else. Right. I don't have a story, but I have a lot of stories. Yeah. Right. So it just depends on kind of where you want to, where you want to go from there. You know, the, the family life story, um, and how that went or how I met Jesus and came to faith in God and, and all that kind of story. But really my, um, my story's not done yet. So I don't even know what my story is right now.
0: I'm <laughs> still writing it. Yeah. My still story, writing it.
3: my story is just getting wrote, you know? So, yeah. well, tell um, us,
0: tell us about you coming to faith.
3: So, um, I was a, I was, um, in the military. I, I grew up, my parents were Catholic.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, so I knew about God, but I didn't really care. Um, and, I went, when I went into the military, one of my jobs in boot camp was the the uh, the um, what do you call it? The religious petty officer. So I would take all the faith to their from our camp to their their um, place to worship. Um, but I wasn't a Christian at the time. I just volunteered. They asked, hey, do you want, does anybody want a job? I was like, sure, I'll take it, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, I uh, I did that. I would go to the Catholic or to the Christian services, you know, just because that's where most of the guys were going anyways. I think I had to take one kid to the, to the, to the Hindu, you know, religious services. But I just mm-hmm. dropped him off and went and got the Christians, and I took them over to their place, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but that was in my that was in my um in my uh put my platoon you know was that makeup. I'm sure it's different for every every one that goes through. Um, but uh, so I did that for the whole time I was I was in boot camp. But then after boot camp, I didn't wasn't in any kind of religion whatsoever. Mm. You know going along with whatever, whatever was there. Um, but then, uh, and then when I got out of the military and even after I got married, um, my wife would tell you that she was religious, that she had a faith, you know, but she didn't necessarily practice it. Um, but, uh, and so we had kids. Um, I was going to school at night, um, getting my, my bachelor's degree and um <clears throat> I was in a religious class
2: mm-hmm.
3: and so one of the things I, I you know we we had debate we had great debates I was the atheist or so I thought I was the atheist I didn't really understand what an atheist was but mm-hmm. that's what I call myself I just didn't believe or I didn't know what to believe right um and then there was a um there was a uh uh Catholic a devout Catholic um, or for whatever that means but um and then there was a um, oh shoot I, I forget what what um, religion he was but it was it was a lot of good conversations in that class right very deep conversations but I wrote a paper why God was nothing more that religion was nothing more than a way to govern the people mm-hmm and, and I wholeheartedly believe that, you know, um, and I had only had one child at the time. I have three now. Um, but at the time I had only had one child and then, um, and then my second daughter was born <clears throat> and I had told my wife had started going to certain some different churches and trying different churches out. I just didn't go with her. Um, but we were, and we were living in Fort mill, South Carolina at the time. And, um, I heard this, this advertisement on the TV was woman was singing some Christian songs and, and they were talking about a church that was in, um, was in a church there in Fort mill little place called Baxter. Um, and, uh, and I told my wife, I was like, that sounds really good. It sounds like the music you like, you know, why don't you, why don't you go there and try that out? Mm-hmm. And so she got me to go along with her a couple of times, you know, and I really, I thought the guy that was the, the pastor that was talking was great. I mean, he spoke from the heart. It sounded like, you know, but then we talked about maybe getting the kids baptized. You know, my wife wanted to do that. And I said, you know what, here's the thing. I, I don't want my kids to not believe because I don't believe Mm
2: -hmm.
3: I don't want my kids to believe because you believe I want our kids to believe because that's what they believe. Yeah. Right. And if it's not, if they don't agree with me, if they want to believe in Jesus, that's fine. Whatever. Um, (laughs) so, uh, so we decided to get them baptized and, um, and I, and my daughters are, and so my two oldest are daughters. Um, one at the time was two and the other was four. And, uh, and so we, uh, we were getting them baptized and I'm up in front and I'm like, just reciting the words that they're, you know, that he's, he's telling me to recite after him.
2: Yeah.
3: And, um, and I go sit back down after everything's done took the kids back to the kids section. You know, my wife and I went and sat down and I don't even remember what the message was. I really don't. I just, I just remember. I just remember God.
1: It's okay, man.
3: God, get it. Hold of my heart. Hmm. Sorry. it's okay it's alright man but um you know just right there you know it wasn't like an aha moment because my life didn't change mm-hmm. like I mean it did change it did it changed huge that day but the sin I was I was still stuck in that right pornography and just the way I lived you know yeah. um um I was still stuck in that in a little bit. Um, But that was the start of it, right? That was the, that was the transition that I made Mm -hmm. um, where I would just, I just, I just started having a a fire for God, for Jesus, you know? And it was awesome. I I love it. I love those guys in Fort Mill that I went to. um, Gecko in Fort Mill. He's one of the guys that um, just was, Some of the other guys aren't F3 guys, but they're, you know, they're, they're just a huge part of my, my life and my, my growth with Jesus is, is through them, you know? And it just so happens that some of them I ended up working out with. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And that was in Fort Mill still?
3: Yeah, that was still in Fort Mill. Yeah. Um, that's, that's another, that's a whole nother story. (laughs) I could eat up a lot of time with that whole, um, what happened, uh, with how we got from Fort Mill to Richmond, you know, um, story, which is, it's, it's a, it's a lot of faith and, and a lot of that mm-hmm. to go with it, but involved a lot of those guys too.
0: And you find yourself in a good church now in the Richmond area?
3: Yeah. Yeah. We love our church. You know, it's, (laughs) we, we, it's, it's big. One of those, it's, it's a really big church and it just keeps growing and keeps growing. And, uh, but we, we do love it and the kids are plugged into it. So it's always good.
0: So tell me how many years ago was that, that you you came to know the Lord?
3: Let's see. My oldest is 19. She was four at the time. So 15, 15, 16 years. years
0: Okay, cool. And, um, you you said you were getting your bachelor's degree. Where was that at?
3: Uh, so I I've got my um, associate's degree in heating and air conditioning in Charlotte from okay. Piedmont Community College, um, and then I went and got my bachelor's degree in business administration from Strayer University.
0: Okay, and so, so uh, and now you own you own your own business. I do. I do. Yeah, I'm a I'm a handyman. Uh-huh. Um, I have a handyman service that I
3: started three three years ago in October.
0: Okay, and do you have employees? Oh, four years do you have employees? Not yet. Okay.
3: I keep trying to hire, but man, it, it's
2: tough. <laughs> yeah, it's
0: tough. Well, I was going to ask you how your faith impacted your ability to lead, but you're you're just leading yourself at the moment, huh? I guess, in uh, in your job.
3: Um. Yeah. It's, yeah. Pretty much just. I mean, because it's just me. There's. There's no employees with it, but really, it gives me um, gives me a good chance to try to reach out to people, to, mm-hmm. to my customers, you know. And you can you can tell the ones that you have any kind of shot with, or right. or or not, you know. And some just fall on deaf ears, and you know. And I've and I've actually. <laughs> Had one or two that I probably will never be invited back. <laughs> <Yeah.
0: laughs> Doozy, the uh, handyman evangelist. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. The, yeah. Yeah,
3: that's all right, man. It's all right. Yeah. I would love to be a better evangelist than I am, but uh, well, I do what I can. Put it out there and, yeah.
0: Well, Scripture says that there's that's one of the spiritual gifts that some people get, the gift of evangelism, but it also says that we all need to do the work of, evangel- of evangelism. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Peter, right. Peter said we've always got to be ready to give an answer for the hope that's in us. Right. So we all got to evangelize or at least be willing to be a witness. Right.
1: Right. And if you fail, you dust off your sandals and you move on. Right. Yeah. There
0: you go. (laughs) Right. Cool. All right. So tell us how you met your wife and your family. (laughs)
3: So, uh, my wife and I, so (laughs) I was living in Charlotte after the military Mm -hmm. in an apartment building. Um, my mom comes and i and i went over to my mom and dad's house and my mom said hey there's this girl that that i work with i'm not going to set you up with her but i think you would like her. <laughs> she, lives, she lives in your apartment complex. Mm-hmm. So um, you know we the can't really see how i have my hands but the the apartments that we lived in were like this. I was in this one she was in this one. Um uh i just I th- I can't even remember. Oh, she came over and invited me to a party. Ah. And so I went to the party. Um, there was drinking games and everything else. Um, they didn't have dice. So I went back to my apartment, got some dice, brought them back to the apartment. Um, went home, you know, didn't think of anything about it. Um, uh, two months later, those dice are sitting right by my front door.
2: Mm
3: -hmm. I was like, wow, that's weird. I've forgotten all about them and, uh, called her up and said, thank you for bringing those back, you know, just, and Hey, there's a, there's a guy that used to play for the grateful dead that is going to be playing in, you know, in Charlotte. You want to go watch? And so we went and that's where the story gets a little Fuzzy because I would say we were dating from that point forward.
2: Uh huh. Uh huh.
3: She would say we were just friends that would go out a lot, but I was paying for all of it. Right. Of it. <laughs> right. That's a so date, man. That is a date. That, in my book, that's a date. Yeah. Um, so that went on for for a while, and um, she would say she finally realized what was going on when there's a there's a road uh 485 kind of uh, in Charlotte comes from 77 comes up and around and when you pass under it on 77 and at that time it was just being built so it wasn't even uh it wasn't even connected yet and I called her at work and was saying, "Hey, did you ever think that that looks like the Jetsons?" Remember the Jetsons? Yeah, yeah. And She's like, wait a minute! Nobody calls you up at work <laughs> just to talk about this thing, this this roadway <laughs> that overpass. That, yeah. So uh, I think she knew from that point, you know, that I, I was I was in pursuit.
1: Yeah, I, I thought you were going to say you spray painted something on yeah, the I, that's overpass, what I the overpass yeah. to get her attention or yeah. something <laughs> like that. That's where I thought the story was going.
3: Right. No, not that bold. Not, not at that time.
1: So I take it your mom, your mom had told her about you that she came over yeah. and invited you over. Right. But she, yeah. just, she wasn't going to be the matchmaker. Right. And so she made the right. first move on. you. Yeah. All right.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Now my mom loves her more than me.
0: Well, I, I would say that, that, um, she was reaching out to you by inviting you to the party.
3: Yeah. Yeah. The funny thing is she was-, was supposed to be dating the architect, Mm -hmm. (laughs) There was an architect that was there. He actually got interested in some other girls. (laughs) Yet another story. Yeah. Yeah. It all Uh, worked
0: out. Well, tell us about your, you say you do, you've always been running half marathons and triathlons and stuff.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Well, so um, the funny thing is I've I've only ever run one half marathon that I've paid for. I've run the distance for a marathon, but I've never paid for a marathon. Like I've never been in a marathon. Yeah. So, um, I like to, um, I like to set goals for my, I've, I've discovered in the, in the last couple of years that I like to set a goal at the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, last year I set my goal was a hundred Merkins a day, every day for 365 days. Mm-hmm. Um, I made it to March and, it was just too much because if I missed a day that meant right. I had to do 200 the next day, right. You know, and it just kept getting bigger, Compounding. um, and, and just got too much. But then my other goal for last year was a hundred Q's in the year. So I was able to get to that. That was a, that was awesome, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and so this year my goal is to actually run a marathon, um, and probably more after that, you know, if I can, so.
1: And one that you pay for and actually enter.
3: Yeah. Something I actually enter and yeah. Yeah, pay for. Do you have one in mind that you're thinking about doing? Uh, the Richmond marathon. Richmond, okay. probably. Yeah. Just for a starter, just to see how it is. I mean, I know physically I am probably able to, to do it, you know, yep. it might not be fast, but it, I can, my goal is to finish, yeah. you know? But uh yeah, we'll see. I uh, tore my rotator cuff. So, um it's a slight tear, so I can still do some things. I take it kind of easy on the merkins, mm-hmm. And the running for a while was was hurting, but I'm starting to get back into it, so yeah.
0: Yeah, I can guys, really, I had some sur- shoulder surgery and when you, when you when your shoulder hurts and you're trying to run, it's just it's hard to run when you're just shoulders. the weight
3: of your arm and yeah, the movement back and forth. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 And, and I've been able to do, I've just started last week running back like full, I, I would do boot camps and stuff, but I don't, you know, that's a mile, maybe two, um, sometimes three, if you really are pushing it. But, um, so I just started last week where I ran four on Monday, five on Wednesday and six, five to six on on Friday mm. and it felt fine. So Good. I think I'm able to get back at it again this week.
0: Yeah. It's part of, part of your physical therapy. That's right.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. So when you, uh, what, what's your uh, normal week like, look like as far as posting, how many times do you post and, uh, what kind of workouts are they?
3: Um, well, so at the end, so when I was last year, when I was doing the hundred cues, I was six days a week, um, queuing as often as I could without, Trying to be mindful that other people needed a queue too. Right. Mm-hmm. Um you know, and trying to spread those out over I think we have thirty two AOs here um in the area. So trying to get around to as many as I could, but you know, staying at my usual my usual haunts, which are within, you know, 20, 20 minutes of my house.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Um but uh and then January came and I took some time off, um, but I'm just getting into now where I'm running Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Friday, Saturday, and then I'll boot camp on Tuesday and Thursday.
0: So when you queued, what did you do? Mostly boot camp stuff?
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, every once in a while I, I might. Well, no, I, all of them were, were boot camp style queues. Yeah.
0: Right. What's your what's your least favorite exercise?
3: My least favorite?
0: Yeah.
3: Uh monkey humpers.
0: <laughs> All right. Because uh, we're usually near a school right. and there's gotta be a <laughs> campus up there and, <laughs> and it's All not right. a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's always one the queue throws in somewhere like that.
1: Yeah. Uh, we don't do them. Right. we don't do monkey humpers too often. We only
0: have done them a couple times where we were on the corner of a busy street. Right. And, um, last time we did them, I think I did them when I did that. That is like, true. Yeah, we did a traveling uh thing and traveling circus. And, yeah, we monkey humped all the cars coming by. <laughs> oh
2: yeah,
3: always, always a crowd pleaser. Yeah,
0: yeah. I saw on
1: Twitter they were monkey humping the uh balloon off the coast oh, of, Car- <laughs> of Carolina on <laughs> Saturday. <laughs> was that Saturday morning they shot it down? When did they shoot it down? That was Saturday. Yeah. Was it Saturday? Uh huh. Yeah, there's a, there. there's, a, there's a video out there. There's out there's a video out there on Twitter where they're they're monkey humping the nice. <laughs> to the
0: balloon. Yeah. Nice. The Chinese, oh, the, the, they're yeah, the, the Chinese. Yeah, road, that's yeah. great.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty funny. That's, yeah. that's funny. Next thing you know, I'll somebody, be, guys there. yeah, next thing
0: you know, somebody I, uh, be planting a shovel flag in China. <laughs> that's great.
3: My daughter goes to coastal Carolina and she works at the aquarium at Ripley's aquarium. And she called my wife and I and said, she came out of the aquarium and there's the balloon right there. Mm hmm. And she ended up leaving, and they shot it down just after that.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah. So, all right, yeah. So you,
0: y'all know the timing of this episode it, just by that reference. Yeah, uh, the balloon just got shot down. Just this got weekend. shot down two days ago. Yep, that's right. Yep. Oh well, yeah. That's a, that, who knows. I don't think that story is over yet.
1: No, there's uh, more to more to come. We'll
0: hear more about the balloon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. cool. All right. Uh you have any further questions for Doozy? No, no. Keep rolling. All right, Doozy, you got any other stories for us?
3: Man, I I could sit here and go down, <laughs> go through a lot of stories. So how, how,
1: yeah, so let's go back. So you did mention, like, how did you end up in, with Richmond? You said that was kind of a story of faith.
3: Um, okay. Well, and uh, in 2007, my wife and I were both working. We both had very good jobs um, in Charlotte or in Fort Mill. Um, And we bought a house in, in this little community called Baxter, which is right off of 77 and basically 77 and, uh, and the, uh, I can't even remember the main road that runs through there. But, um, and, uh, and it was, it was a house that was really, we, we loved it. It was our dream home. And, um, so we, we were having that built. My son was born. My wife got a promotion because they wanted her to come back to work so badly. They, they promoted her during her, her maternity leave. Um, and I got laid off all within two months. And, um, but, and that was, and that was 2008 is when it, when all that happened. Um, in September, probably September to November of 2008. Um, and if you guys can remember, you couldn't find a job in 2008, you couldn't pay for one. Um, and, uh, so I just told my wife, I was like, Hey, you know what? I'm in heating and air. Why don't you go back to work? Get used to your job. I'll find a job when I, you know, when I, when you, when you get settled into your, into your job. And, uh, you know, you just couldn't find anything. So for three years I was at home with my son and my two daughters you know, playing Mr. Mom, um, you know, and uh, and I figured if I was going to be at home, if I was going to be a stay-at-home dad, I had to do everything that a stay-at-home mom would have to do. Yep. And then um, it was a struggle, but she made enough that she could cover all the bills, and it was it was okay. I mean, we weren't living we weren't living extravagantly for sure, um, but. She was leaving at seven o'clock in the morning and coming home at seven eight o'clock at night. You know, the kids were not even up when she left, and they were in bed when she got back. And uh, she would just she came home crying quite a bit, you know. And then, um, and then one night she she came home and she said, um, "And mind you, I've been unemployed for three years." Um, she came home and she said, "I feel like God is telling me." that I need to stay home with the kids. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, God's not telling me that I haven't worked in three years, you know, and I don't have a job. I don't have a prospect right now. And, uh, and I said, well, you know, God tells me that I'm to love my wife. And so if God is telling you that, then I obviously, I'm not going to argue with that. So she quit her job and we were both unemployed for another year. Um, and I had some some good friends that let me do some odds and ends around here, you know, here and there. Um, but in 2012, I went back to work at a company making half of what I made in 2008 when I got laid off. Mm-hmm. And so I knew we weren't going to be able to afford that big house, and um, without her going back to work, um, unless I got a better a better job, um, which wasn't really in the cards um, and the guy up here in Richmond, the manager in Richmond quit. So I thought, ah, oh, perfect opportunity for me to move up there. You know, so I told the company, I said, Hey, I'll go up to Richmond cause we had, we had lived here. This is where we started our marriage was in Richmond. We, we both met in North Carolina her job had transferred to Richmond. I followed her. We got married all that, but, um, we always knew we'd want to come back. We just figured it'd be after the kids graduated high school and we were retired and we'd come back up here. But, uh, you know, God's got other plans. Um, so I told that company that I would come up here and be a manager and they had hired another person to be a manager. And so we, we, we had to move anyways. So we moved up here. Um, and, uh, and that I hated that job, hated it, you know? And, uh, and so I went to another job that I hated even more. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and then I went to a company where, um, where they hired me for a position that didn't exist. And through many layers of trying to get that position going and whatnot, it never took off. And so, um, yeah, I found myself unemployed again, and asking God, "What, well, right, what am I supposed to do now?" And um, and and I always knew because I had a business degree. I always knew I wanted to own my own business. I just didn't have a widget. I didn't know what to sell. Right. I didn't know what to yeah. do.
2: Yeah.
3: And uh, one of my neighbors um, said, "Hey, Eric, can you build a swing set?" kind of thing that looks like a pirate ship. Her son was like three or four years old at the time. Always dressed up in pirate outfit, always had his pirate outfit on. And so I built her a pirate ship in her backyard. It wasn't really, it was basically a square jungle gym in a way, but it had a mast that went up the middle and I put a steering wheel on it and all this other stuff or a, a wheel on it and everything. And, um, so it made it look kind of like a pirate ship. And, uh, that's how I started, started with that pirate ship. And then somebody else would call me, Hey Eric, I know you're pretty good with, uh, you know, whatever, you know, handyman stuff. Can you, can you come over and do this? Can you come over? And I, and I told my wife, I said, I think this is what I'm supposed to do. Right. I think this is what I, the rest of my life is supposed to be. Yeah. And three and a half years ago, that's when I started, so. It's been it's been great. It's been tough. It's not it's not where I want it to be yet. It's got it's got to grow, yeah. um, you know. But it's on its way. Cool. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And you get to meet a lot of people and share your faith. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
0: Very cool. All right. Well, I've got uh, two questions for you. Unless you got another one, dial No. Go ahead. Um, all right. First question is: If you were to pick somebody, it uh, could be from the ancient past or somebody you know now or whatever, that would you would consider like. You're a hero. Somebody inspires you, motivates you. Who would that be?
3: Hmm. Okay. So uh, excluding Jesus, I suppose. Well, you
2: could right? pick him first. if you like. That's yeah. fine. I
3: pick him. I'm picking him every time. <laughs> sure. Hands down, I pick like Jesus every time. Right. Right? If I had to pick somebody other than him, it would be Paul.
0: Okay. Two good choices. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Jesus would be my first pick. That's for sure. Paul's not a bad choice, you know. Uh, he took the gospel to the to the Gentiles, and basically, the Western world is. Uh, we could thank Paul for where we are in the Western world, yeah. right?
1: Yeah.
0: All right, cool. Uh, last question is: This is a chance for you to give a message to the men of America. What is your message for the men of America?
3: I think um, the F three men are just men in general.
0: Oh, men in general.
3: Um, stop watching
0: porn. Ooh, good one.
3: Stop watching porn and enjoy the wife of your youth. And because I go to a men's retreat every year with some brothers of mine, some F3 guys here. Um, we go to North Carolina for a men's retreat. That's incredible. Um, and it's always the number one issue is there's the two, the two biggest issues for men,
0: porn and work,
3: mm-hmm. you know, yeah. so that would be my, my message to men.
0: And do you, how do you recommend them stopping it?
3: it? Everybody's got a different trigger, right? I mean, it's find out what that trigger is and, and get it out of your life. You know, um, it's not good. It's not good for anybody. It's not good for you. It's not good for the people that are in the industry. It's not good for for anything.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, but that's that's the number one downfall, I think.
0: All right. Well, you're the only guy that's ever said that so far. Yeah. That's a good one, though. You're yeah, hitting hitting going. everybody hard.
1: Yeah. It, it's it's kind of ironic in some ways that it was a two- Two weeks ago, when I was I was queuing to beat down and and I was going to go there, and you and I hadn't even talked, no. But I was going to go to exactly that. As far as if we look at statistics and we're looking around our circle to trust at the end, Mm -hmm. this many people are struggling with this. You know, whether it be drug addiction, uh, you know, so many, so many. Sinful things, and and I was and I was going to talk, you know, talk about the statistics of porn. And before I even went there, you're, you know, like I wasn't even there yet. And you're like, can I ask a really tough question? And it, it was funny that I knew exactly where you were going to go. And I'm yeah. like, I didn't cue you up for this, but you went to you went to porn, which that's is where I was taking. On the time. Same page, I know man. we're like on the same page. It's just, it's chemistry, right? <laughs> uh, but it was, but yeah, I mean, that's exactly where I was going to go because, like, if we look around and we're honest with ourselves, mm-hmm. you know, there's there's a. a significant percentage of guys standing around that circle of trust every day that have issues with that. Yeah, uh, right. And so, so well said, cause it's, it's one of those taboo topics that you don't, you don't talk about like, and if we're really real about it, it's, it's a struggle for a lot of men. So,
0: right. Yeah. It's just so, so easy to, to uh, get access to Yeah, literally in the palm yeah. of your hand, right. With the uh, cell phones yeah. and stuff. So,
3: yeah, I don't know how my generation would have dealt with it if we would have had it at that time. Oh, right. You
0: know. Yeah. All uh, we had were playboys. We had
3: to find
1: where pap had the stash, right? That's right you know? Yeah. <laughs> it like, right. tried to hide it from you. Right. Yeah. And you just had to find out where they were.
0: Right. And we thought yeah. we were doing something bad then. Right. Yeah.
1: I, mean, that I was like, before, but playboy, right. That right. was pretty mild compared to what's yeah. out there now.
0: Yep. All right. Well, thanks doozy. That's a great message. I appreciate it, man. Thank you. You hear that, that men awesome. of America. He just all hit you hard.
1: That's right. Take a look in the mirror.
0: Yep. Um, well, we got to pray about it. Only the Lord can heal us from these things. So, um, right. look to him. I appreciate your message today, brother, the whole message. I love to hear your story of how you came to faith in Christ. Uh, keep up the good work, right? Keep up the Thank good you. work. Uh, God's going to give you these, uh, lots of opportunities.
3: Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Pray that business years grows, man. Yeah. Good luck with that. <laughs> I appreciate it. We're right, passing man. through Richmond we will hit you up. Yeah, absolutely.
3: Absolutely. And that that would be my message to the F three guys, right? Get out there wherever you're at, look up F three near me mm-hmm. and an AO because yeah. it's everywhere. Yeah. I love to go to the places I go, wherever I go, I love to work out with guys that I have never met in my life and I feel like like I'm part of the family. Yeah. You know, show up and they're like, oh,
0: hey, how you doing? You know? I gotta go to is it Cape Fear and Myrtle Beach? They have like beach AOs. That's where I want to go.
1: Yeah, it's like the first thing I look at anymore if I know I'm gonna be traveling. Yeah, like it's like oh, is there a, is there a F three? Like right. I already looked for Boston this weekend. I'm like oh, okay. They
0: just they just start. They just plan to shovel flag. There's up there.
1: two. There's two. There's two spots. I, yeah. uh, if I can work it out schedule wise with the kids and what's going on, I'm gonna try and get to one of them. Awesome, but not not. We're kind of waiting to hear the kids' schedule as far as when they're racing and stuff like that. So we shall. So see. my personal
3: seesaw for my probably the next couple of years, what I'd like to do is I would <laughs> like to queue in every state.
0: There you go. That's cool.
3: That's my goal.
1: That'd
0: be awesome. <laughs> well, we got to begin to plan a shovel flag of your own in Alaska, unless they're, unless they're getting one that I don't know about.
1: Yeah. We, we have a guy, uh, in, in Pennsylvania that's trying just to go to post in every region in Pennsylvania so right now there's 11 right now and so he came and he posted with us two two or three weeks ago and I think that we got him to like 6 or 7 of the 11 and he's he's got it planned out yeah. and so he's he's got patches now and he's challenging other guys in PA to do uh, to do the same thing Yeah. So it's pretty
2: pretty Absolutely. cool but
1: yeah to 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 then queue in every state, that's that's a cool challenge. Yeah, so, very cool. I think we got to plant some shovel flags in a couple states yet. I think there's there's a few that there's even. a couple states yet that don't have them, but not not many. like. By, by the
3: time <laughs> I'm able to afford and get away from
1: the company long enough to yes. do
0: that, we'll probably have a,
1: right, a right. shovel flag. And if planted. let's say there's five out there that don't have it, by the time you do the other forty five.
0: You just take your own flag and stick it in them. the ground and say, "I'm queuing myself." That's right. There's a, right. <laughs> a temporary AO in Idaho or wherever. <laughs> yeah, that'd, that'd be cool. Yeah. All right, brother. Thanks. Thanks All for joining right. us. Appreciate it.
3: Thank you much. I appreciate it, guys. All right. God bless you. All right. You too
1: thank you for listening to this week's episode i would like to thank our guests for joining us and sharing their story of becoming a high impact man more information and resources can be found at highimpactman.com if you like this podcast please consider following us on our social media pages or email us at him at highimpactman.com that is h-i-m at highimpactman.com the high impact man podcast has a new episode every week and you can find them on Apple Podcast, Spotify and Google Podcast platforms. Have a great week everyone.